0: hey 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 welcome back to the passive buddies podcast in today's episode we are going to cover the three ways to get out of the rat race now everybody's trying to get out of it like It's just become so mundane, so systemized, and so crap. Like, working a a proper day in your life just isn't worth it anymore. The the return's not there from a financial, from a lifestyle perspective. It's just not where it needs to be. So today, as usual, I have got my co-host, Brandon Duff, with us, who absolutely hates the rat race, hates any type of rat race, digital or otherwise. And today, we're going to show you exactly how to get out of that rat race. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Brandon, how are you, buddy?
1: I am doing amazing. Yeah, it's funny. I You, you talk about how I hate the rat race and it's funny because a lot of people go into working a nine to five and they're in quote, unquote, rat race, but then they think going online is going to ex- like have them escape because they can work anywhere, but then you just are in a digital rat race and you have to do these steps that we're going to be lying, laying out for you guys so that you can actually escape the rat race or the digital rat race and become financially independent.
0: 100 percent because even though like obviously like the first thing is is like getting out of the actual rat race and the second thing the second phase is to make sure you don't fall into that digital rat race isn't it because obviously yeah. there is a difference between the two um but the outcome's still the same you're still tied to something whether it's your boss or work location or your laptop so you need to be very careful how you build the next portion of your life
1: yeah that's 100 percent. i mean it's funny because we had a podcast uh, a few weeks ago that talked about how the three kind of reality versus expectations of an online business and we talked about how a lot of people think oh you can work from anywhere and you're going to be living the laptop lifestyle but i don't know about you guys but i don't want to go like we we're going to hawaii for 11 days to just on vacation. And I don't want to be on the beach working because that's not vacation. That's still working. Um, even though it's a different location, it's not like I'm looking at the beach the whole time. I'm looking at a screen working. So that's not a lot of fun. So I'm, uh, that's why it's important to not be attached to a laptop and you have systems in place so that you can actually create a system that takes you out of the picture so that you can actually work on the business versus working in the business.
0: 100 percent me um so th- let's get to it let's dive into it so obviously this is your this is your forte mate all day long um and it's not because you're a tight ass um, but it's reducing <laughs> expenses is 100 phase one you have to bring that cash flow down um so obviously you're not permanently stuck or you feel tied to that income that comes in so Obviously, reducing expenses is number one. That is a fair thing everybody should look at. What are your top tips to actually reduce those expenses?
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of websites you can use. So, um, for instance, like Mint.com. Uh, I don't know what it is in the UK or different places. I'm sure it's the same, but I'm not 100 sure. But with Mint.com, it shows you take, it downloads all your transactions from your bank, and it shows you what categories you're spending your money in and so if you can uh find your problem areas where you're spending a little bit extra then you should then you should definitely reduce those i mean we go to restaurants quite a bit and drink quite a bit and so in doing so that's probably one of our biggest expenses is just uh enjoying food <laughs> and so um if you can reduce those expenses and cook indoors more you're going to save a lot more money um uh, Another thing you can do is Truebill, which you can. There's a link down below for Truebill. I think it's like a dollar a month, um, so you might want to check that out. It goes over how to actually reduce. It actually takes your subscriptions and cancels them, so you can pick which subscriptions you have, ones that you might not um, remember that you're actually subscribed to. Maybe you're um, subscribed to Otter Fans which is a fans of uh, site for otters and you want to get off their subscription list, you can go in there and, um, actually unsubscribe. They also will go in and like negotiate your subscriptions. So if you have like a high phone bill, cable bill, um, internet bill, insurance, they'll call and try and get those reduced for you so that you can lower your monthly subscription. So all those, uh, also you can budget like a 50, 30, 20 rule, which is 50% of your um, money goes to essentials. So that's like gas, that's like food, not going out, but like food to eat every day, Uh, your living expenses. If you need a car to go to work, those are like your essentials. Your wants are like going out to restaurants, that sort of thing. So that's like 30% or 20% and then your say the other 20% or 30%, depending on how you flip it, is um savings so or investing. And ultimately what you want to do is flip those numbers because as you make more money and we'll go over increasing cash flow here in a second, that money will go to 20% should only go to essentials because you're making so much money now. And then 30% should be essential uh, wants. And then 50% should actually be in savings. So once you can start investing more than you are actually spending, then you're in a really good place
0: yeah and you are right like obviously things like mint and true bill like great little apps um so uh, order to track these things and as you say get those bills down like if you're building any extra income like when that increased cash flow starts to come they should be going on wiping those bills Why getting rid of those subscriptions getting rid of those credit card bills or student loans or anything like that you need to be focusing on like getting that expenses down and that Ultimately, is going to release cash flow in order for you to start using it for different things. It could be like to start an online business, obviously, which is increasing cash flow and start like bringing in that additional income on top of your own income. So then you can start to play. So, what things, Brandon, would you say are best ways to increase cash flow?
1: Well, I mean, we start, started off the. Thing by reducing expenses. I mean, just like you said, if you can reduce your expenses and pay off your debts using like a snowball debt calculator, where we essentially you just take your minimum payments, you pay your minimum payments, and you put extra payments to your lowest bill that you have to pay on. So, like if you have bills that are hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and three hundred dollars, you put all your money towards the hundred dollar one, and then you take that hundred dollars. Um, that is costing you every single month and snowball it into the two hundred dollar one, and you keep compounding those and then once you pay off the two hundred dollar one, you take the hundred dollars the two hundred dollars and pay off the three hundred dollar one, and so you have all those bills paid off, and then you can free up that cash flow I uh, know like you said, starting an online business is a great way to cr- increase cash flow that 's like a side hustle while you have a nine to five if that 's starting even doing like affiliate marketing, if that's creating your own business, if that's starting to invest and use uh, assets to make money. So like, for instance, I have a, I work from home and so I have a, my car that just sits there. We're actually probably going to buy another car because it's so uh, lucrative, but essentially what we do is rent out my car online through an app called Toro, and I get about a thousand dollars a month from just renting out my car, and I don't even use it. So, most people have their car sitting most of the time while they're at work, and most of the time when they're at home, if they work from home, then they just sit there all day. And so, you can actually rent that out and increase your cash flow. And what's nice about it is, and obviously, talk to a CPA about this because we're not financial advisors, but the miles that are used on my car outweigh the actual cash flow that I get. So it's actually kind of a net negative in tax terms. And so I don't actually have to pay any money on those taxes because, uh, or it just reduces my taxable income because I get so many miles written off. And so another great way is actually having a entity uh, like your own entity a lot of business owners online they never start like a LLC or a C Corp or an S Corp and they don't get those write-offs that most um, business owners get so if you can get those write-offs to reduce your um, taxable income that's going to increase your cash flow that you can use later on so that you can reinvest in your business so those are a few little things what about
0: you what are your little tips so um, my main one is obviously like that limited company that you mentioned or the LLC, et cetera, like setting up as a business is so much more like it's so much more beneficial. Now, if you go from an employee perspective, like before you get your wages, you get taxed on your wages first. So you get all like you earn X amount then you get taxed on all of that stuff and then they give you your wages whereas if it's a limited company it literally it's the it's the other way around so the income comes in you pull out all your expenses all your wages etc make sure obviously you stay below the, th- the thresholds and then you get taxed on what's actually left and obviously if you do it right nine times out of ten there's never nothing left um, because you've pulled your money out in different ways legitimately and legally but you can still get that income down um, which means so obviously that straight away increases your cash flow um, by operating as a business so if you can turn yourself from an employee to a contractor and put that money through a business then hey-ho you're already up then the next thing is we say is that online business, there's so many different online businesses that you could start nowadays, and um, that the opportunities are just ridiculously endless. Like even if you don't want to put your face to it, like a personal brand, like we do, and um, there's ways to do like YouTube automation or Instagram theme pages, all those different things, like through social media, you can make money without having to show your face. You can do drop shipping again, another faceless opportunity. And um, so you've got drop shipping, creating your own products, white labeling your own products affiliate marketing is possibly the easiest one to get started with. So if you're nervous about starting an online business, then look at affiliate marketing, because the only thing you have to do is learn marketing. And when you split business up into the four categories, it actually is um, operations, fulfillment, sales, and marketing. Then out of those four, you only have to learn one, which takes away three quarters of the headaches as you start your business. Because actually, we're all trained by the schools, by the system to be employees. So once you break out of that mold, like you have to learn a whole new set of skills, a whole new mindset, and a whole new system. And um, So if you can just cut that learning down into a quarter rather than the full picture with affiliate marketing, it definitely helps the game. Because once you learn how to market, it doesn't matter what your business is, you will always be able to sell.
1: Yeah, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, marketing drives businesses and like we were talking about in another podcast, marketing kind of allows us to throw the field, throw the football down the field and get as close to the end zone as possible. While sales is more the ones that kind of is in that red zone so that you can actually score that touchdown. I mean there you can make holes in one all the time with just your marketing, but uh, it's nice to have both. Um, but like you said, like marketing is a huge skill to learn and it's it's like applicable to all sorts of different uh, industries. I mean, you can get hired as an employee as a marketer and make a great deal of money. You can do it in your own business and make a great deal of money. So it's definitely a good skill to
0: have. Awesome. And then, obviously, with that additional cash flow, now this is like again, Brandon. This is definitely where you come into your own, and um, because you're so creative in buying income-producing assets, it's not just like because the many here income-producing assets. You think real estate, don't you? Um, right. But you are possibly the most creative person I've ever met in terms of buying income-producing assets. Talk us through it.
1: Well, I mean, there's. Uh everything is pretty much an income producing asset. If you want it to be, you just need to look at it as who can use this. So for instance, um, any kind of software company is an income producing asset because you can literally and we'll go over how to create a SaaS business uh, here in a little bit. We have one uh, podcast coming up and then we had a podcast a few weeks ago. So, definitely subscribe to the podcast for up to date information on our podcast so you don't miss a beat. But we talked about how to start a thousand dollars a month business in a SaaS company. And so, with that, with creating a SaaS company, you can literally hire someone else to, or just white label someone else's product and sell it as your own, and then hire a team to actually create a business to find you leads, to close those deals, say like affiliate marketers, and they could sell your product for you. And you can have really an income producing asset because your lead generation and your sales team is your affiliate marketing team. And then you can uh, grow the business that way. I've rented laptops and I know people who've rented drones and bikes on uh, Fat Llama, which is a like a community driven uh, sharing community program in a sense where you put up your electronic online people come to your house take the product rent it out for a week a couple days and pay you to rent it like if you have like a gopro or a um, drone that's just sitting in your garage put it on fat llama and see if people will rent it for you i had um, a a laptop that i wasn't using and someone messaged me on there asking if they can borrow it so like there's so many different ways toro or some of the other ride sharing apps there are Um, i've rented my little prius on there and it makes me about a thousand dollars a month and my car payment when I had one was only like $279. And so they were making four times as much, or I was making three or four times as much from my renting it out than what the actual expense was for my car, which was just um, my, my car payment. But I don't have a car payment anymore. Plus they paid for gas and I, would, I wouldn't fill it up all the way. Like I'd fill it up like nine tenths and such it was so good on gas mileage people would literally just fill it up all the way and i would never have to pay for gas so like when i had to do errands and run around for like the day before i was rented out again i never had to fill up gas because i would just people would fill it up for me so free gas free insurance because i didn't have to because i had a business I can write off the insurance, I can write off the miles, I can write off if I had to put any gas in it. I can write off the car washes. All these expenses would reduce my expenses, and then I can put it on my business credit card. Travel for free because I have points, and so um, that's kind of nice. And then obviously we have real estate. Real estate is an income-producing asset which you can borrow against, leverage, uh, have cash flow, have depreciation and tax benefits, appreciation, uh, leverage. So all sorts of. Uh, fun things with using real estate. So, I mean, there's so many ways to make money. It's just focusing on recurring income that is reliable versus um, always focusing on one-time payments. There are a place For one time payments. And we always talk, I don't know if we've talked, I think we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but really when it comes down to you to escape the route race, is having enough passive or recurring income that is greater than your expenses plus taxes plus the cost of inflation and enough money to reinvest into more income producing assets so that you have a flywheel of income continuously growing. 100%
0: mate and we talk about the passive income triangle quite a lot with passive buddies Um, and as obviously the high ticket income the recurring income and the compound income that all combines together to get you that passive lifestyle that everybody looks after and wants and dreams about and that recurring revenue is like the way i always look at it and like if you go back into systems or not system like the system that we've broke out of out of that little matrix your recurring income basically is translated into your salary that is the one thing that's usually quite steady nothing massively dips or like like peaks or troughs and it just grows gradually so by doing that recurring income model and of really having that part of the passive income triangle that's basically your baseline and you know that comes in regularly each month so it's a huge part of like a freedom lifestyle and then you can use that money you can use your high ticket income and like to buy those compound and things like like the houses the real estate like that's when I said before about like Brandon being so creative Um, like got a laptop like rent out a laptop rent out like his car like this so many things that we were taught even like from financial education so many things we were taught that were liabilities Because of the sharing economy, because of the creativity of the entrepreneurial world, these are now becoming assets, which is a huge, huge change in the market. Like at one stage, nobody would ever think about, oh, yeah, I don't really use my laptop, but I might need it every now and again. So I'll rent it out. Like nobody would have thought of that like five, six years ago. So, like buying liabilities, like be creative and see how you can turn them into income producing assets as well.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you can, you have to think that if you're going to buy something that is like electronic or something that uh, is a form of transportation, other people are going to use that bikes, um, computers, drones, that sort of thing. So, being able to use a website that allows you to rent it out to people and protects your assets is like a no brainer. So, like, And there's, I mean, there's so many other ways. Like you could rent out, you can do Airbnb, you can sell a room upstairs. Like we have a, my wife will never do this and I probably won't either, but we literally have an upstairs floor that is completely empty. That is, has like a living room in a sense, a spare bedroom and uh, like a full-on closet and bathroom and everything. It's like a whole guest floor. And we can literally turn that into a kind of like a duplex if we wanted to, because it go, our stairs go down and goes out to the garage. And then we, it's kind of separated from the rest of the house. So you can rent that out to reduce your expenses, which then helps pretty much pay down. What you really want to do is just have other people pay your expenses is what you want to do. Like, like people are paying down my car. When I had a, a car, when we bought rental properties, People were buying, paying down a rental property. So you're using other people's cash to pay off your expenses so that you can free up that cash flow to buy more income producing assets. And that's really how you get out of the rat race
0: absolutely perfect guys so i think we will cut that one there um because it's literally exactly what you need to do reduce your expenses increase your cash flow and then start buying income producing assets and being creative on how to create income producing assets so if you've enjoyed today's episode guys please give us a like comment or subscribe and we will see you in the next episode Peace. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies Podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there's a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps see you on the next episode guys